today's podcast we are actually going to be going over the rear knee hello and welcome to hit chat chit chat my name is connor Reynolds. on today's podcast we are actually going to be going over this is just going to talk about hitting how much can go forward i absolutely love the swing being compared to a cattle scapular muscle and what i'm going to look to try and do throughout the entire swing is build that tension if you are a coach that is unwilling to ask why and the how of how to do something and you are doing a disservice to your players my goal is to try and make every single kid a king griffin shotter is here the reason i like the cricket bat is it's flat thank you for the sub my guy i really appreciate it what else do we got for the folks there we go we should be live put down and release it if we are just a hitter that the rear knee just kind of goes forward we're not controlling our stride now if we're more athletic if we're stronger if we're faster than the pitcher we're going to be able to get away with that whoops we're going to be able to get away with that now because we're faster so if we're fooled we can still hit it because we're better or we're stronger so when they do make a mistake because we have strength we can hit it out or if you're just more athletic than the class or group that you're playing with, you're going to be able to have better IQ or just outplay them. This happens to a lot of really good athletes throughout uh, t uh, about 10 years old to about uh, sophomore, junior year of high school. That's when guys, people start becoming a little bit more physically mature or the kids that were really good when they're young, that were just big and stronger than all the other kids, when all the other kids catch up and that kid was never able to learn how to properly hit and they just hit because they were big and strong, now they aren't able to hit off speed because they never were able to control their stride. They were just stronger or they were just faster. They were just better. Now that they're playing kids that are more of their physical maturity or baseball or softball ability, now it starts becoming a matter of skill, not size. And that's when players start to fall off. That's when you start getting players quitting when they get to high school. Now you got teams to make. Now kids can throw curveballs. So a lot of kids quit because they suck. No one wants to play when you suck. Why would you want to hit when you go out and you suck every time? And you don't know how to get better because you're not getting taught how to get better. So you just go out and you're like, I think I suck because I haven't been shown or told how to be better. So they go play their cross or soccer or football or basketball or something else. Or you get the kids that do play their freshman and sophomore year, but then can't make the JV or varsity squad because they've only been good on C team or on sophomore or on freshman or whatever it is because they were just bigger, stronger, and more athletic than the other kids. Now kids are actually being a little bit more skillful. Or you get the kid that kind of was able to put two and two together that was just gifted uh, athletically and has high IQ. They get to college. Done. So at some point, it will catch up to you. At some point, that's why all of the greats of the MLB, all of the most of all the hitters in MLB have very similar type swings. Now, whether they're able to maintain or control that is a different story, but they're mechanically a lot of their stuff looks very similar and there's a reason is because this move works so. now the rear knee is something that i truly believe that all great hitters are able to one control 
two, build tension, and three, release when they're ready, release when they want to, without any other movement being needed. They're very efficient, and they're very quick and very powerful with this move. Now, this is something that a lot of hitters, when they're younger, um, not don't necessarily uh, master. So a lot of the time, uh, you're only seeing fastballs up till about 12. So you don't need to be able to be good on different times. So you're used to one pitch speed, one distance, and this will happen a lot of the time with BP and soft toss. So unless hitters are being exposed to different speeds consistently aren't able to manage and control those speeds, a lot of the time, this is the reason. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be speed or just timing. Your timing for an inside fastball is going to be different than your timing for an outside fastball is going to be. So having and being able to manage those time differences is directly related to this rear knee. Now this rear knee is a huge piece to the puzzle and this is why. So right here we got Manny Machado, who's one of the best hitters uh, right now. So we're gonna look up, we're gonna pull up his knee. And we're gonna actually be able to see the pinstripes on his knee. So when, as we move forward and as he moves forward, you're gonna see this rear knee stay in the same place or close to. The rear knee is not going to move in. It's not gonna rotate. It's gonna stay either facing straight away, so a right-handed hitter is gonna be in the first base, box, uh, first base dugout, and then a left-handed hitter, their knee is gonna be facing the third base dugout, or even towards the catcher. We're gonna see a lot of the good hitters are able to actually rotate their knee outward, hold, and then it's going to create a bigger snap because as this rear leg is being held in the same spot, this front knee through the stride is gonna move forward. Now, however much forward the knee goes, it doesn't matter. Any, any distance going forward at all is going to create tension if that rear knee stays in the same spot. It's gonna create almost a bow and arrow effect with the leg so as manny strides out we're seeing now the camera's moving but this rear knee staying in that one spot right here as he's still moving forward that rear knee is staying in the same spot and now right before he lands we're going to start to see that this front knee is actually going to start to rotate out and around which is going to pull that rubber band or bone arrow even more from this knee over that's going to create a lot of tension and a bigger snap the more tension we can create the more of a snap the more acceleration we're going to have which results in a quicker barrel more bat speed which is then effect force is mass times acceleration. So if we're able to take in more acceleration, where our mass, our size of our body is not gonna increase from the beginning of the swing to the end of the swing, but we can increase the acceleration. So when we're doing that in our swing, we're increasing that force output into the ball. So boom, right, 
We're seeing this knee is about to curl out. And as that knee is curling out, it's pulling on this knee. So as that works out, that knee now is collapsing in. Now it's not necessarily collapsing, but as more snapping, rotating. Because as what we're gonna see is this rear foot is gonna become what I call weightless. It's gonna come completely off the ground. Now it may not lift off the ground, but it's going to become to a point where he's almost levitating. Now that's when we see a lot of guys like Bryce Harper, and I've got a video on Bryce, that's when they get that giant rear knee kick. Or you got guys like Miguel Cabrera, I have video on Miguel Cabrera, you have videos on those guys, and they're doing a scissor kick, but their leg, their rear leg, will become weightless. It will not have any pressure on the rear leg, which is what allows the rear leg to either kick and turn or scissor kick. So we're gonna see this rear knee, as it's not necessarily collapsing, this is super slow motion, it's rotating, and this rear foot becomes weightless. Once that rear foot becomes weightless, and it becomes weightless right about there, we see that rear heel start to come up just a little bit. At the same time, we're seeing this knee open up. So we've got the right there. As that front knee opens, that rear heel starts to rise up. And that's when we're starting to see the bend in this bat, the acceleration and the quick torque that is being created just by his lower half is going to cause this bat to start to bend. So right through here, that wood bat starting to bend. And it, here in Bryce Harper's video, it's very prevalent. But once that rear foot becomes weightless from the tension that's been created, it's going to allow Manny, watch this rear foot's now about to be fully out of the ground. He's going to be able in a very short amount of frames to rotate very quickly. Notice how the bat is bent. It's actually being bent forward. So here's going to be a flat bat. And you can, if you guys are able to really zoom in, you can see that there's bat on either side that's because the bat has so much acceleration coming through straight leg and he's going to be shoulder hip knee at contact now his elbow is a little bit out in front that's okay that is the margin of error that is allowed with this type of swing if you're a knob to the ball type hitter and you're not creating tension with your lower half, if you just kind of stride and shoot, you're not going to be able to reach out and have acceleration like he has because you're going to be only using your arms. With this, he was able to create acceleration behind him with the lower half snapping like it is right there, which is allowing his bat to go in the same amount of time that the bat went from here. This is all one frame. One frame dis, uh, change. 
Are you guys starting to see the distance between each frame? So, bump, bump, but then, zoop, and then, zoop, and then, zoop, and then. So, the distance between each frame is showing how much acceleration this bad has. Let's go to somebody else. Let's see here. This is Yelich. So Yelich does a great job. So we're going to see. This is his rear knee right here. That's his rear leg. It's actually going to work towards the catcher. Okay, let's look at it now. It has not snapped. It has not turned. It has not rotated. So it's still staying within this box right here. And as this front foot is striding out, he's creating tension with a rubber band-like effect or a bungee effect. until we're going to watch this front knee and then we're going to watch the correlation of the rear knee so as that front knee starts to open it's creating torque in the lower half and since his rear leg stayed in the same spot as he moved forward he's creating tension creating tension and as it starts to turn what's going to happen sorry the computer just turned off there you go. And as this is starting to turn, this front knee is creating tension that is making this leg snap forward. When we're able to control and maintain that tension and we're able to release it when we want, we are now able to hit fastball, changeup, sinker, all types of off speed, all types of fastballs. Because when you hold tension, and you're able to control when you release it, you can stride, whether you're a, a heel up guy, former Albert Pujols, whether you're a big high knee kick, big poppy, uh, it doesn't matter. If you're able to hold and control and maintain the tension, when your foot goes up and you have tension, you're able to leave your foot in the air because nothing is forcing it down. The gravity is not controlling you to go down. Now, at some point you will have to go down, but we're not gonna see pitches that take longer than two seconds. The fastest or the slowest strike ever recorded at like 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, just was thrown by a, uh, a position player. And that was less time in the air than two seconds. So if you're able to control and maintain that in practice for two seconds when doing drills when doing other things when it becomes game time you're able to stride hold your foot in the air almost like a hover or stride out now this rear knee doesn't commit yet now if it's a fastball we can put our foot down and go because we can control that tension if it is an off speed we can hold 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 then put our foot down and release it if we are just a hitter that the rear knee just kind of goes forward, we're not controlling our stride. Now, if we're more athletic, if we're stronger, if we're faster than the pitcher, we're going to be able to get away with that. Whoops. We're going to be able to get away with that now 
because we're faster. So if we're fooled, we can still hit it because we're better or we're stronger. So when they do make a mistake because we have strength, we can hit it out. Or if you're just more athletic than the class or group that you're playing with, you're going to be able to have better IQ or just outplay them. This happens to a lot of really good athletes throughout uh, t uh, about 10 years old to about uh, sophomore, junior year of high school. That's when guys, people start becoming a little bit more physically mature or the kids that were really good when they're young that were just big and stronger than all the other kids. When all the other kids catch up and that kid was never able to learn how to properly hit and they just hit because they were big and strong, now they aren't able to hit off speed because they never were able to control their stride. They were just stronger or they were just faster. They were just better. Now that they're playing kids that are more of their physical maturity or baseball or softball ability, now it starts becoming a matter of skill, not size. And that's when players start to fall off. That's when you start getting players quitting when they get to high school. Now you got teams to make. Now kids can throw curveballs. So a lot of kids quit because they suck. No one wants to play when you suck. Why would you want to hit when you go out and you suck every time? And you don't know how to get better because you're not getting taught how to get better. So you just go out and you're like, I think I suck. Because I haven't been shown or told how to be better. So they go play their cross or soccer or football or basketball or something else. Or you get the kids that do play their freshman and sophomore year, but then can't make the JV or varsity squad because they've only been good on C team or on sophomore or on freshman or whatever it is because they were just bigger, stronger, and more athletic than the other kids. Now kids are actually being a little bit more skillful. Or you get the kid that kind of was able to put two and two together that was just gifted uh, athletically and has high IQ they get to college, done. So at some point, it will catch up to you. At some point, that's why all of the greats of the MLB, all of the most of all of the hitters in MLB have very similar type swings. Now, whether they're able to maintain or control that is a different story, but they're, mechanically, a lot of their stuff looks very similar, and there's a reason. It's because this move works. So we're going to see here. As Yelich front knee starts to open and create tension, the rear knee starts to snap. Now let's follow the bat again. So we've got a bat here. And this is, oh, actually, let's just look at how it bends. Look at how this bat bends. It's already starting to bend right there. Boom. But, so we've got a bat here. About here. About here. About here. And that contact. Boom. So we're seeing that that bat come through and it's being torqued, it's being rotated. The hand. His rear hand is supinating. Okay, so it's going from here to here. And that's how we're able to get that bend, that acceleration, is because he's rotating 
around one consistent plane this head and watch this see how he's just rotating around that spine stays right there and that's because he's able to stay in the same spot because of this rear knee if this rear knee was shooting forward or his body was going forward he wouldn't be able to create tension he wouldn't be able to stay in the same spot it's causing a lot of issues so we're gonna watch this same spot snaps we're staying in the same spot let me let's watch this front knee as it strides and then we'll follow the bat so rear knee is actually working towards the catcher's mitt as the front knee is striding so this front knee is starting to open right there and that's why we're seeing that rear knee start to come forward but watch this watch this bat it's already starting to bend right now we're gonna see it bend right there see how the barrel's still in the same spot but his hands aren't see that bend right there I'm gonna actually re respect the bend A lot of you are going to say this looks like he's going knob to the ball. You cannot go from knob to the ball here to here that quickly and causing that type of bat bend if you're going knob to the ball. This is a torque movement. Now, you just see how his body is turning with him. So as he is torquing the bat, his body is turning with him, which is why it's looking like He's going knob to the ball. And that's why we're not going knob to the ball. That's insane. And it's all from the tension that he creates in this rear knee. Now let's go to Mike Trout, who's like the best hitter of all time. In my so we're going to actually see the coil that he builds around this rear leg. So this is his stance. We're here, watch this rear leg. See how it's still pointing to the catcher. Catcher. We're actually about to see a bunch of tension get created in his rear back, lower back, because we're gonna watch this front leg. It's gonna start to open up. So as that front hip Watch this front hip. As we start to see that open up, we start to see the wrinkles in his lower back here. That's from the tension that's being created. That can only be created if its rear leg stayed in the same spot. So if his rear leg was moving, there would be no uh, tension being created at that midline point in his lower back. But since the rear leg staying in the same spot, his upper or his hips are starting to open up. It's going to create tension in his rear knee and it's going to create a snap so let's see boom look at the bend in that bat 
and then boom. It's this rear knee. It's actually working towards the catcher right here. Foot down. Once the heel gets down and that front knee starts to open up, that's when that knee snaps. Now, his bat hasn't moved. His lower half has done a lot of moving. But upper half hasn't snapped yet. Now watch this. Watch the movement. And how quickly his bat is going to be able to get into the zone. Boom. That's Joey Gallo. Dude hits the ball harder and farther than a lot of people. Here's Aaron Judge. We're going to watch Aaron Judge. He's going to do the same thing as Trout. Rear leg's going to stay in the same spot. So Aaron Judge does a really good job as well. So we're going to see here is his rear knee is going to stay in the same spot. If anything, is going to move towards the catcher. We can look at the pinstripes. His foot's gonna, his stride foot's gonna move forward as that rear knee stays in the same spot until that front leg starts to open up that front hip. So we're here, here. Watch the front knee staying in the same spot. Oh, let's pay attention to that heel. That foot starts to open up. Are we starting to see tensions being created? Let's zoom in. Tension's going to be created here because this is staying in the same spot and this is opening up. So you can actually see that his heel is actually starting to come out of the ground right there. There's the tension that Mike Trout gets as well. There's the snap. Here's the front leg opening up. And we're at contact. We're going to watch this rear knee. It is going to work a little bit towards the catcher. But it's automatically going to snap in towards the stride without reaction to the pitch. And that's going to be... Let me see. Is that a little easier? And that's going to be the biggest thing is that it's not reacting to the pitch. See how that straightens out a little bit? So we're now becoming required. Like We have to come down before we can come back out. And you're going to see him do that. So he goes up, and then he comes a back down. And that little up-down versus coiling and creating tension is not allowing for controlled timing. His foot's going to go down when he comes down versus when he wants to. Let's go to the next video. And we're going to see these are takes. And takes are honestly going to be one of the best things to watch because you're not swinging. I want to see what you do when you don't swing to allow you to swing. If that makes sense. What is your process to get your results? And what we're going to see here is this rear knee is going to push out. And then it bends. Because we're not sure if we want to swing. Everything else looks really good. Hands are staying tight to the body. We're looking for a more rotation versus a hand push. 
That's good. But when we go from here to this angle, now I'm not necessarily looking at the change of space, just the change of angle. So this is a little bit more of a closed off angle that's open. That's from our leg pushing us out. And then we get back to a bent. Next video that will, oh, and we're gonna see that on all of these takes. It's gonna push us out. And then he is gonna uh, hit this one, hits it well. But I'm going to guess, assume, this is probably a fastball. We're gonna see that we're early actually on it because we're more athletic or we're jumping on that pitch. And so instead of making contact and driving, we kind of just swung hard and the ball ended up hitting the bat. So we're here, we're pushing. Oh, good pitch. Everything else looks really good. Body tilt, rotation, like everything looks really good except for that rear knee or rear leg pushing us out. And so let me see if I can get, there we go, the full outside pit-ish. Hits it hard. And yeah, I mean, dude's strong. And this is what I mean by at some point it'll catch up. I mean, this dude's strong. He's quick. Uh, has a TikTok, has an Instagram of him just grinding out what it's like to be an independent player. Uh, wants to show uh, drills. Do, dude does a lot of good stuff. I saw his body transformation that he's posted. Dude does a great workout, so I'm going to put that information down below in the link uh, in the bio. But this is going to be one of the last videos. So really quick, this is a cue, not a mechanical deal. So the, that might be something that he tells himself he wants to do. But we saw in his swings, he actually does a good job of the pivot versus the push. Okay, so we're here, and we're going to see that this knee is just going this rear knee is just going to shoot in so here's this box that we're creating and we're are we seeing how that's pushing us out we're not building tension until here once we get here now he's actually going to be able to build tension but look how far we've gotten hands are a little far from the body so the rotational acceleration might be a little low with this. I don't know. The main thing that I'm wanting to check is the rear knee. Now from here, we do a good job. This knee's gonna open up. This knee's gonna continue. But look how far we are from here. Versus where we first started. That is a big jump before our heel gets down or we essentially commit. So we actually start committing right about here. Now we're gonna see that knee open up, but we were here.
So that movement, and we've seen how one knee is going from one knee is going from facing this way towards the catcher, and the other knee is already rotated in. And that difference, that tension is from that, that loss of tension, I guess, is from that knee being rotated in versus staying in the edge. Like I said, dude's got good stuff, grinded. I started following him, I think, over like a year ago uh, when he just came out of college and was wanting to become a professional baseball player. And I've seen his grind. Dude doesn't stop, does a great job on social media. So if you guys are looking for some good drills and stuff like that, He's a great guy to go to. So thank you guys so much for joining. I appreciate it. This was Hit Chat Chit Chat with Coach Connor. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Go hit some bombs. Thank you guys so much for watching that RBI Baseball video. Again, I'm Coach Connor. To my right is where I have all of my information. If you want to get in contact with me, I do lessons, one-on-one, -on -one, group classes for hitting and infield. If you guys would like more information, check out any of my other social medias. Feel free to reach out. Guys, go ahead. Comment down below. Try to let me know you guys watched the entire video. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Go hit some tanks.